Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad... To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. The Raiders is a team that we don't care for. Something, something, Bronco. With Lori Lattimore Volk, Jess Place, and Tim Lynch. Yes, my master. Get involved in the conversation at milehighreport.com. You are listening to Something Something Broncos. I am Jess Place, joined by Lori Lattimore-Volkman and Tim Lynch. We are coming at you live from behind a haze of Lysol, Clorox wipes, and hand sanitizer. I can't even click the buttons on my computer because they are still slick with uh, disinfectant. So uh, we will, uh, for the first time, be without our live studio audience uh, for this podcast. (laughs) It's been a while. It's been a while since we've been uh, been here. We t- we took last week off because uh, nothing was happening, and uh, and we were all very busy. Lori was traveling, and Tim had surgery. <laughs> Tim, I don't even know how to respond to that. No? You actually have me without words. He had something wrong with his gnecdozoink, and uh, no, I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I'm just I'm just babbling. Okay, so yeah, we weren't on last. We're back this week. There's actual things to talk about. Free agency is looming. Compensatory picks have been announced. Let's start there. What do you think, Tim? Uh, do you want, you want to lay out the landscape of compensatory picks? How many third rounders did we get? None. We got None. a fifth rounder and two sevenths. I'm sure we'll turn those into a couple of simians and uh, you know, call it a day. Take that, Billy Turner. We lost you and you turned into a fifth rounder. I remember last year there were people talking like, oh yeah, we'll for sure get a third rounder. Well... We got the fifth rounder and two sevenths. And we came very close to getting Mr. Irrelevant, but it uh, didn't happen. Max Garcia and Tremaine Brock were the two seventh rounders. 
I mean, it, it's nice to get value for guys that you were desperate to get rid of. Um, yeah, season, yeah. So. I mean, Tremaine Brock, like, okay, sure. Give us a seventh rounder. I'll take it. I'll take that every day of the week. We have three seventh rounders and 11 total picks. And that's the, pretty the, good. The best part is we have like six picks in the first 108. Pretty good. There, there might be people listening that don't know how compensatory picks, compensatory picks are awarded when you have air quotes around good players. <laughs> Tremaine Brock, you matter. I just want you to know that. As a person, like person to person, seventh round pick in my book, buddy. (laughs) Shifting gears. uh, Free agency is almost upon us. We are within a week of the start of the year on uh, March 18th at 4 o'clock Eastern time. That's 2 o'clock Mountain. Before that, there's all sorts of things that happen with franchise tags, uh, tampering periods, and everything in between. Tim, you want to break that down? With the CBA stuff going on, the the franchise tag deadline actually got extended again this week. It's now Monday. I don't know what that means. Does it mean they're going to keep extending it until a CBA is signed? Uh, I have no idea. But free agency starts when the new league year begins. So that that is definitely coming. We'll get a lot of news starting 48 hours before that league year begins with the legal tampering period. Of course, tampering is going on anyway. 24 7 right already now. And yeah so yeah. but anyway it's legal once chris harris jr stops meeting with all these teams right now he can actually legally meet with them 48 hours before the league year begins so they can agree to terms they can negotiate all that good stuff so we might even hear a few players becoming broncos during that that time period it'll be pretty exciting why is it that they're moving the franchise tag deadline? Because the co- uh, collective bargaining agreement will allow for a larger termination for how much money they get if they are franchise tag. That's exactly it. It's it all. Nobody knows what the salary cap is yet. That hasn't been announced. They expect it to be over two hundred million. But depending on the new collective bargaining agreement, it could be higher. Could be lower. Whatever's final, it actually sets the price for all sorts of minimums. It'd be nice to to know exactly how much money the Broncos are going to have to spend next week. But as it stands right now, they're going by whatever this year's stuff is. So when's the next time that they're going to vote? We've gotten news updates all throughout the last two weeks of the players voting no and then owners countering. And I was just looking at last year trying to figure out when did they announce salary cap numbers in previous years, and it was the first week of March, and it's already into the second week of March. So who knows? I'm looking forward to no stoppage of work because as hard as it is to cover a team that isn't playing six months out of the year, I don't even want to think about what it's like to cover a team plays zero times out of the year. I had just joined the Mile High Report staff at the uh, last labor stoppage, and that's where we began the Greatest to Wear series. (laughs) 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 Where we cataloged every player that has ever played for the Broncos. <laughs> and, and that was a really exciting time as a reader and a writer. Um, and so uh, let me just say that I really, I sincerely hope they come to some sort of labor peace <laughs> because we've already kind of done that. In uh, Horse Tracks uh, a few years back, I started kind of updating it, uh, bringing it up to uh, modern uh, times, but it is it is dull and boring, and I I just don't have it in me to keep going. And so please don't make me do that, NFL. I, well, the good yeah, news anyway. is free agency will happen. So we don't have to worry about that. We can do our free agent wish lists and, and really pay attention next week when, when all this stuff goes down. But as far as whether or not they'll play it down, uh, we'll just have to wait and see, I guess. The posturing feels different, though, this time. Last time it was, it felt like they were just like, 
not it, like it wasn't going to happen and and like the messaging seems like it's not as bad i think you're right what i see the posturing is different is between the leadership of the nfl and the nflpa when the deal that the nflpa leadership said okay this is good and said it to the players and the players are like what <laughs> uh, no so there's there's a disconnect between players and their representatives that's probably a better situation than having both sides squared off against each other in terms of the NFLPA and the NFL. It seems like there's also a disconnect between uh, high paid players and lower tier guys. The lower tier guys don't exactly have a platform to go out and say that they are happy with the deal. So you just kind of have to rely on media reports that that, that is the case because uh, everyone is focusing more on like JJ Watt saying, you know, vote no and this or and that. Derek Wolf who, who Derek voted Wolf, no. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the guys that can command higher salaries and get bigger deals, you know, they're, they're getting a big piece of that pie, but most of the players are down at, at the league veteran minimums. Um, so seeing those jumps significantly would mean a huge deal for those players. And that's most of the league. If you really look at the number of players, their voice is the voice that I don't think gets heard. Players like J.J. Watt and Derek Wolf, <laughs> they're looking... To their life beyond football and they're concerned about not having to play too hard not not getting hurt having compensation after they're done you can tell where their interest is it's less about playing football now and more about what's going to happen to me after i'm done when jj watt tweeted that out absolute no all like ragey one of the first tweet responses was what do you care you only play five or six games a year anyway <laughs> I was like, oh man, that was so Ow. brutal. They were wrong, though. I mean, they're not wrong. And, and the thing is, is that they're, they're they're very vocal, but for for their large slice of the pie. But for them, you know, there's not much pie left. Especially if you're at the league better minimums, that's not enough to tire on. You're gonna have to find a career after football. You know, keep working. But getting a bigger piece of the pie would certainly help the transition from your NFL life to us normies out here i think it'll get worked out there's just too much money involved like for everybody involved there's too much money so not to go down the rabbit hole on this but there's also television deals that need to be negotiated and if there's not labor peace then then those deals are are, they're not they're not going to be as rich as they can be so there's also that incentive to get the deals done as well speaking of deals what free agency is on the horizon or do we have targets? Do we have our hearts set on people already? I mean, it, it is within the next week. Lori, do you have anybody you are making eye Well, I was really looking at Byron Jones, which I think is becoming less of a possibility because of our recent signing. AJ Bouye. Right. Bouye or Boye? I think it's Boye. Bouye. I like Bouye, though. <laughs> What a great name to have. Last year wasn't his best year statistically. and There was a great story in uh, Yahoo Sports, of all things, a great feature about how his dad you know, basically pushed him to be the player he is. It's really good. I encourage everybody to read it. Well, just tell us. Tell, just lay it out. As a listener of this podcast, I'm interested <laughs> in what... What you are talking about. Dad was a super hard ass. I'll, I'll say that. That's all I got to say. Yeah. His mom died when he was born. And so is soon after. Not She didn't die in childbirth, but she got she developed cancer and died soon after he was born. So he never knew his mother. Hmm. AJ did. But, but his dad made a promise that he would look out for AJ. And so 
he worked um, he worked as a correctional officer, worked really hard to make sure his son went to college. And so he kept him on the straight and narrow. And he was a hard ass. And he, you know, he made him do workouts before school from like age six or something. Oh, my God. <laughs> At least middle school. You know, before high school, he was doing this. He put him on a basketball team that was for six to nine-year-olds when he was five because he was talented and he wanted to push him. And he was better than some of those kids, but he was smaller. So he, you know, had to hold his own. Anyway, for better or for worse, his dad was his motivation. And, you know, when he was a teenager, I think he, he didn't quite appreciate that. He hated it. He was undrafted. He's been kind of a Chris Harris story where he... He was always undervalued by his coaches and his teams, but he always performed. And then he eventually performed really well and got his big contract. Played for the Texans um, for several years and then signed a big contract with the Jaguars. He was definitely a Chris Harris story, though, because he kind of rose up, uh, didn't get his shot at first. And then once he started playing, nobody was getting by him and beating him. And so he got more more playing time. Had a great season with Kareem Jackson when he was with the Texans. Yeah, which would be nice to to bring them back together. And it's interesting because he he seems like he's a little bit more of a of the number two cornerback, which is kind of what we're you know where Chris Harris Jr. has been. So if we get rid of Chris Harris Jr. and we bring in AJ Boye, I'm not sure we've we've upgraded. Back to the your original question. I'd still love to bring in Byron Jones if we could afford it. What about Prince Amu Kamara? Prince Amu Kamara. Almost went too fast for that one. I'm a you gotta you, you gotta say it like Charlie Casserly when he was drafted. Prince Amu Kamara. Yeah. Well, I'd love it's to the- have him too. I mean, I think to me, I think Byron Jones is probably a better overall cornerback. But Prince has played with Vic Fangio. There's an upside there. I still think Byron Jones would be my top choice, but. Yeah, so, the ship has sailed on Byron Jones. I hate to say that, but I, probably. I, but every now and then, a report will come out, and Broncos are always listed as one of the teams still in play. So I'm holding out some hope. They are. They are not afraid to waste his agent's time just to find out. <laughs> <laughs> Jones is going to make a billion dollars on free agency. So yeah, it's it's going to be nuts. Some of the reports that I heard were. The Broncos might be in on a free agent running back like Jordan Howard. I feel like he's been in the league forever, but he's only 25. As a fantasy owner of his, I can tell you I was not happy. (laughs) (laughs) So bring him on. Yeah. I mean, you know, we got to experience that with Theo Riddick last year. So do you want to know something that's crazy? Like it's going to blow your mind. Yes. Blow my mind. Philip Lindsay is older than Jordan Howard. Yeah. Right. That is mind blowing. Uh, that's crazy. How is that possible? I don't know. <laughs> Can't Jordan really. Could have been a young, you know, he could have just been a young college player. Yeah, I mean that's possible. And Phil Lindsay might have. Did he come out as a junior? Lindsay probably came out as a senior. Yeah, there's no reason for him to leave just early. Just blew my mind that when I I, was, I looked at the age for Philip Lindsay, I was like, holy crap, he's older than Jordan Howard. <laughs> Did you guys know that uh, Philip Lindsay asked Terrell Davis if he could wear number 30? Did you guys know that? What? No way. Yeah. You guys did know that, right? Like I... <laughs> All right. <laughs> you know, for me, I, I don't know. 
I don't have my heart set on anybody. You know, I, I see names like like uh, Danny Trevathan and, and my heart swoons, but he's, you know, it's been some time since Super Bowl 50. And, and then I see names like Case Keenum and I'm like, Ugh. it's been, it's, it hasn't been long enough uh, since last year. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I, I Whoever I I trust that whoever we get is is going to get injured in training camp, so it doesn't matter anyway. <laughs> we should maybe just not even put our running backs through training camp. Study film, right? Yeah, Theo Riddick. So he's not coming back, I guess. No free agent. They're going to let him test the market. Colossal mistake. As far as other other positions, I think um, maybe could use some depth on offensive line. But especially interior defensive line, because currently we have nobody that is has started a game in more than two seasons. So I'd like to see Derek Wolf brought back and then maybe go after one of the big free agents like uh, Jordan Phillips from Buffalo or DJ Reader on the Texans. Those would be two, two guys that I'd love to see starting yeah. next year in the orange and blue. I think um, DJ Reader would be good. That's one I would like to bring in. Jordan Phillips is really underrated. I think he's probably the best player on the market at the defensive end position. But people might disagree with me on Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Well, okay. So actually, let's let's use that as a as an opportunity to to switch because like the draft is coming up and and things all over the country are getting canceled. Coachella. So, oh. Oh, people are going to be so bummed. I mean, Rage Against the Machine was supposed to play Coachella, and now, like, what now? Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Like, if, if I, I, I lived in Southern California for for fifteen years and uh, never managed to make it out to Coachella, but when I heard Rage Against the Machine was coming back, I was like, well, I, I could, that'd be fun. And, and now it's gone. I can't even. I can't even entertain the thought. So, um, so everything's getting canceled. All sorts of conferences and events and this and that. Uh, and uh, next month is the NFL draft. And it doesn't look like things are going to be under control by then. Is the draft going to happen? Is it? Is it going to be... Are they going to have the boats taking the players to uh, the Bellagio Fountain <laughs> like, like they had imagined? Or is it going to be a, a much more subdued affair? What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. <laughs> Except now... You get sneezed on on the plane, and like, yeah, no, it's not. It's actually too early for us to be projecting. I think what's going to happen with the draft because that is at the end of April, 
and we are basically still at the beginning, middle of March. I think a month from now, we'll have a really good idea, how, like what the impact of the coronavirus is going to be. They are going to wait till the you know as late as they can to make a determination. So, do they postpone the draft? No, no. But I have a feeling they won't. You know, they may tell people how to be safe. They may like. I think we give it a couple, a couple more weeks to see what happens. If this, if for example, it turns out that like the CPAC conference where they discovered one person had it and then a few other people were exposed, if that gets bigger, where you they start noticing a lot of people ended up getting it, then I think you know, the NFL will look seriously at the draft is going to be way too much of a, a viral Petri dish, <laughs> but I well, bet I, they don't do it right away because they do. That is such a major event and people love to go to it. I think at this point they'll be like, get your hand sanitizer. Don't high five anybody and let's enjoy the draft. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're going to have a hundred thousand people from all over the country coming to one spot, drinking beer and, 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 hey, and throwing I, up on each other and, and screaming and high fiving and, and woo. And it's, it, 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 it's, it, it's disgusting. Like, I mean, right. it's going to, so it's, it's I'm like not saying, I am not saying that this is the right thing to do necessarily. I'm just saying, if you want to know if it's going to happen, I guarantee the NFL is going to wait before they just cancel the crowd part of that. You know, they can do this all, you know, prime time and have make it still a big deal on TV, but they're not going to turn people away yet. And I'll just they might they might still do it and have people staged like like as far away as possible. Like they might just have like the draft festivities and then have like a crowd like a half, a quarter mile away. Like doesn't it be safer though for those people? Well, but I I think they're most concerned with the draft picks and and the VIPs and, you know, everybody like, yeah, well, I can tell you last year because I was at the draft and I was in the VIP section for the Broncos and we were on, we were, and it was amazing. You were on TV. It was amazing. But those players, they do, they come over and it's like kind of a mosh pit. You know, they like fall into the crowd and you hug them and you high five them. And I'm sure they won't do any of that. But I doubt they cancel the event. Not yet. They will wait. Like Roger Goodell's like, I'm not high fiving and hugging these fools. Like, are you kidding? No way. <laughs> That's right. He's, he's over 60. He better be careful. It is going to be funny when you know, they hand him the jersey and instead of the hug that he normally does, he's going to be doing the little elbow high five, which is <laughs> so ridiculous. <laughs> right, yeah, uh, right? No, that's exactly it. But uh, so that brings us to our mystery question. Super easy. Uh, who is your favorite free agent signing of all time that not named Peyton Manning? Oh, you can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I already know your answer. Like, yeah. yeah. Okay, wait, wait. Oh, Tim, oh, Tim you know is raising his hand. Can I tell you mine? Your Marcus Square. Oh, God. Oh, God. Yes. I knew. Oh. I knew it. She was going to try to steal mine. Okay, I'm going to steal hers now. Neil Smith. Oh, no. Oh, that's a good one. That is a good one. I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to take TJ Ward. TJ Ward is a good, good one. Yeah. He, you know, he may have thrown a, a, a beer glass at a, a bartender. And that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. One of my first posts at this blog 
was bemoaning that whole incident and telling TJ that's not how we do things in Denver. <laughs> <laughs> we treat our strippers with respect. I know. I'm a little embarrassed by that position, but <laughs> I remember getting lectured by Pete and Ian H a little bit. It was fun. Oh, well, that's that. Yeah, that's a unique uniting uh -huh. united front there. Yeah. yeah. Let's go back a little bit. All right, so that's that's number one. We did number one. What's number two? Let's let's let let's see how deep into into the history we can go. Oh, I'm done. Come I'm on, Lori. Possibly go any deeper. I can do it. Um, Tim, Tim's raising his hand again. Go ahead. Akib Talib. Oh, that's, oh, that's not one. deeper, but that's a good one. That's a really good one. Those are my two favorite all time. No yeah. fly zone defense. I'll go. I'll stick with my era, and I'll I'll go Howard Griffith. <laughs> that was a good one. I like I like Howard yeah. Griffith. Yeah. yeah. Lori, are you out? Are you out already? Um, do another Eddie round. Mac. I gotta. I gotta. Eddie okay. Eddie Mac. <laughs> mm -hmm. See, like mm -hmm. I don't know who's who were free agents. I wasn't paying attention to that stuff at that time. But they're all. I, I, if they're good, they weren't signed by us, or they weren't drafted by us anyway. <laughs> <If they're good. laughs> uh, was Jake. The Snake of Free Agents? Sorry. Jake the Snake was a free Ooh, agent. Oh, right? that's yeah. a good one. I like Jake the Snake. John Lynch? Gaston Green? You taught me that, Tim. <laughs> I thought I thought we drafted him, and I and you taught me you taught me otherwise. That was pre-free agency though. He was like cut or something, right? <laughs> <laughs> Bubby Brister? Yeah. yeah. Um uh, Case Keenum. Oh, stop it. Mm. <laughs> mm. This is our favorites? Like... <sighs> Ooh, Craig uh, Morton? Craig Morton, yeah. How many of our um, Orange Crush defenders were, were drafted by us? Uh, Lyle Alzado was drafted by us. Uh, Joe Rizzo was a... Uh, I, I believe he was a, a free agent. Randy Gratishar was drafted by us. Um, Bob Swenson, I think, was a free agent. I'm not sure. I don't know, but but th those are, those are the linebackers. Tom Jackson. <laughs> yeah, what about Tom Jackson? We drafted him, didn't we? We drafted him. Okay. See, so yeah. some of those early guys, we th we did some good drafting. Uh, yeah, Tom Jackson definitely. He was a rookie. Yeah. Oh, he would no. He was drafted in the '73 draft. God, he was old. Played with Floyd Little. Holy shit. Like that. <laughs> All right. Like, how many players were not drafted by that the Broncos that were started on that defense? Go on. Two. The rest were all drafted. That's impressive. So that That's a credit yeah. to uh, John Ralston. Yeah. Yep. I was talking to a, uh, a Bronco fan up here in New Hampshire, and I was like, oh, I'm getting ready to go and do the podcast. And he's like, what are you going to talk about? And I was like, I have no idea what we're going to talk about. And he's like, well, there's always Tim Tebow. I'm like, well, <laughs> we covered that in the last podcast. You see, the number of, <laughs> and everyone before. The number of times we brought him up in a podcast is pretty impressive. Well, it was, um, okay, all right. I'm just, not that this should go in, but I'm just going to say that it, that was almost like a Super Bowl year. It was a playoff winning year. And that's why it's such a big deal because it was, Unexpected and great. It was a great year. No, I don't think fun. anyone ever disagrees with that. And it was, I, you know, a one-time deal. 
Yeah. Should we make that a segment on the uh, on the podcast? Be like, and now a moment of the 2000 remembrance. <laughs> no, we should have like Jim Tebow year. We should have. It was amazing. We should have Tebow time every every podcast where we remember. <laughs> we, we recollect how great that one playoff win was. <laughs> Remember the time when he completed two passes and one of Remember them was that? a 56-yard touchdown that won the game? <laughs> that was amazing. Remember that time against the Jets and he ran it in? Remember that time against the Dolphins and it was amazing? Uh, you have been listening to Something Something Broncos. Uh, I am Jess Place, joined by Lori Latimer-Volkman and Tim Lynch. Um, you can read all of our stuff on milehighreport.com. We are your one-stop shop for everything Denver Broncos. NFL, coronavirus, and everything in between. Be sure to listen to us every Thursday, unless we publish on Wednesday or Friday, maybe Saturday, or not at all in the case of last week. (laughs) We appreciate you listening. If you like us a lot, uh, seek us out. Put a uh, like and a subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave a review and tell us how much you like uh, Tim. He needs that because, you know, it's been a rough week for Tim. Thank you, Jess. You're welcome. (laughs) all right guys bye stay healthy correction on the reporting of the foul both teams were on the both uh, both fouls were on the kicking team now stick to it rambling jess okay hold on i'm just plotting my thought hold on coming what i'm talking about who the broncos drafted in 1966 shut up shut up Okay, Tim, do you have the compensatory pick information up? Because that's our first step. It's right in front of my face. Goddamn! All right. You know, I'm just. I'm a professional, Tim. I'm a professional. Mm-hmm. We're bloggers. <laughs> <laughs> Want to see my Hall of Fame press credential? Because I have it framed like any professional would. Uh, <laughs> a minor event like the Hall of Fame. <laughs> On March. Fuck. And so. Oh, sorry. Hold on. <laughs> I assure you I'm not I'm, I'm just pouring another glass of wine. Fuck you. <laughs> That's not true. This is I coming from a guy me. in one of 14 states that doesn't have the coronavirus yet, so he yeah. can't be trusted. Yeah. So okay, no. edit, edit all this out, please. <laughs> I I am definitely me. editing that out. Here's the here's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't see what the big deal is, but okay. Don't tell me what to do. I'm gonna go cough on people. <laughs> That's that guy in New Hampshire I read about last week. Yeah. Right. We went and stocked up on beer and, and wine. We, <laughs> like we're we running out of we're running out of dog food, and I'm well, that's like the only thing I'm worried that we might. <laughs> we went to Costco and got everything. You just get really sick if you're not old. And it's like, yeah, but being really sick fucking sucks. Right. Like, it's really like, and it's like, you're fucking sick. Tom Jackson was was not on that 77. He's the guy who said. Oh, he was. Do they believe now? It's all over, fat man. You know, yeah. he absolutely was. You're right. Okay, cut all that out. Because, God damn it, I look like a fool. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I'm embarrassed myself all over the place. <sighs> no telling how much of this show has just been edited out. <laughs>